Listener Production. Hey there, Sasha Barbagant with you for this extra episode of The Briefing. Have you ever checked your inbox only to find an email from a company you're sure you've hit unsubscribe on? Same, it's so annoying. But not only that, it's actually illegal for companies to keep sending you messages without your consent. Just a couple of weeks ago, Kmart was forced to pay a $1.3 million fine after the Australian Communications and Media Authority, or the ACMA, found it had breached spam laws. Between July last year and May this year, it sent more than 200,000 emails to customers who had already unsubscribed. The week before that, it was Uber being told to fork out more than $400,000 for pretty much the same thing, as well as sending out notifications that didn't even have the option to opt out. There have been others this year too. So what's with the crackdown? Why is it so hard to unsubscribe from marketing texts and emails? And what can we as consumers do to try and keep the spam in our emails to a minimum? Well, to get answers to all of those questions, listener journalist Michaela Savage has spoken to Andrew Williams, the CEO of the Australian Communications Consumer Action Network. Andrew Williams, thank you so much for joining me on the briefing today. Uh, In the last couple of weeks, we've seen Uber and Kmart make headlines because the ACMA has fined them after investigations found that they'd breached Australian spam laws. Uh, Both of them sent marketing emails without the consent of recipients. Some of the ones that were sent by Uber didn't have an unsubscribe option as well. Um, But they're not the only companies doing this. You know, this year we've also seen uh, Ticketek, DoorDash, Combank, to name a few of the big ones, but there are others as well. You know, having to cough up like hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars for for breaching these laws. Why do you think that we're seeing this crackdown from the ACMA at the moment? Well, firstly, great to be here. So thanks for for having me on for a chat. That's great. (laughs) No, thanks for Um, coming. Oh, I actually think it's really good that the ACMA is cracking down on these uh, these spam laws. The laws are there for a reason. The Spam Act's been in force for so many years that I can't recall. And consumers deserve for these big companies to to follow the rules. And breaching the rules, you know, we all get these unsolicited phone calls and emails. We send our number into the do not call register and the phone keeps ringing. So it's great. Sends a message and uh, hopefully the message gets heard and it's the behaviour stops. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess what, what are the main rules that companies actually have to follow when it comes to like the, the Spam Act? Well, the main rule is first, a company needs to have your consent. That's the and big one. <laughs> the, and they have to in, include your contact details in the message. And uh, they also, most importantly, and this is where it sometimes or more often than not goes wrong, is that they have to have a way for you to say stop. And that way of for you to stay stop can't be buried deep into a website or something like that to make it so difficult. So that's a big thing. Do you think that we really should be able to expect better from big companies? I mean, maybe you'd be able to understand breaches more, I guess, if if a small business got caught out. But companies like Uber, like Kmart, like Combank, surely this shouldn't be happening this often, you know? Absolutely. It shouldn't be happening. And we, we should expect better from large, small Whatever, but obviously the the bigger the company, the more sophisticated the systems, more people they've got and the more compliant they should be. You you could probably give a little bit of latitude to a small company who's might be running it out of their garage or their lounge room or something like that and they've made an honest, legitimate mistake. I'm sure if that mistake was pointed out to them, they would fix it. 
Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, we got a statement in the newsroom from Uber after that breach happened and, you know, they said mistakes happen. We're sorry. We apologize. But it just makes you think you've got a lot of staff on, on a big company like Uber. Like how, do, how does stuff like this slip through the cracks? Well, really interesting question because uh, the ACMA has even put some guidance for these companies on their website. A lot of the, uh, I, I think the initial feedback or excuse, if you want a better term, system issues, and then we've got sometimes it might be third-party assistance. You know, we've outsourced that to a, to a third party. Shift but the blame to someone else. <laughs> ultimately, it's your brand. It's the company's brand. And they are ultimately accountable. They may have delegated the responsibility, but you can't delegate the accountability. And I guess, you know, you mentioned before that companies shouldn't be making it really hard to unsubscribe. And the companies have to follow these rules, but it is in their best interest to make it difficult for you to unsubscribe, though. You know, they want you to stay in the loop. They want to make you spend as much money as possible. So it is in their best interest to make that hard. Yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it. I think it's in their best interest to comply with the laws written down in the Spam Act. And the the laws say that you can't make it overly difficult. You You can't bury... Uh, an unsubscribe function deep into a website so that you've got to go through God knows how many clicks to get there and then you give up in frustration, Uh, that is certainly going to uh, uh, incur the wrath of the ACMA, I have no doubt. Mm, And I guess bad publicity after that too. that's the other thing. It's the the PR and and, and the ACMA have have got its powers of enforcement are, are legislated so it can only do so much... At, at a specific time, and then then the powers do escalate. Do you think the companies have enough incentive to follow our spam regulations? You know, we're talking about bad PR yeah. and obviously That's huge, where we were. huge yeah. fines. Yeah. yeah, yes, it flows on. But, you know, we're talking about bad PR and huge fines for breaching these regulations. Do you think they've got enough incentive or do you think maybe there are some of the bigger companies that might, you know, look at the potential penalties that they would face for a breach and think, mm, maybe that's worth taking that risk? Yeah, that's a really good question, and it's uh, it's a, an angle that comes up more often than not with, with these. And uh, and some of the big companies uh, this year alone who've had some fairly significant fines. I know Commonwealth Bank. I think it was about three and a half million. And when you look at three and a half million against the billions of profit, you think, yes, that it's a drop in the ocean, mm. um, ostensibly a drop in the ocean. But the real harm is. One, the enforceable undertaking that comes with the, the penalty, but also the, the reputational harm. These large organisations, they don't want to lose customers. They actually want to gain customers, obviously. So having a, a poor reputation for the way they manage their marketing and, and, and breaching spam is going to have a, a larger overall impact to them than the, uh, than the fine. Yeah, that's fair enough. And look, another sort of industry where we've seen this crackdown from ACMA recently is gambling. So early last year, Sportsbet was fined two and a half million by the ACMA for breaching spam laws. It was also given like several chances to take action by ACMA before that investigation was complete, but it didn't. And that was something that it was criticised for. Would you say that that maybe could be an example of a company ignoring its spam responsibilities? It's one thing to get marketing messaging from from Kmart or from Uber, but it's sort of another thing entirely to get marketing about gambling. That could be a lot more serious for someone. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sports betting and uh, and gambling, online gambling in general, is becoming really prevalent, and that's got some fairly significant social impacts as well. I think the thing that irks the ACMA and and certainly gets our attention is when these companies are are given a warning. 
and they may have made a legitimate stake in the in the first instance, but then that mistake keeps getting repeated, and uh, and then they get another warning, and then then the behaviour doesn't stop, and that's what I think really frustrates people in consumer land. It's like life if people make mistakes. But if you don't learn from those mistakes or you ignore those mistakes, then the penalty should become increasingly harsh. Is shaming by the public when these companies don't correct those mistakes with sports bet? You know, they've made or they've they've had the chance to correct it. They've had the warning, but they didn't do it. And is the feedback from the public when that happens potentially quite strong for, for those companies? I think so, yeah. I think it goes back to the reputational harm. And Every organisation that has goodwill is a significant item on its balance sheet. So if you're eroding that goodwill, then you're effectively throwing money away. So I I think the message has to get through. If it's not already, then the ACMA certainly has our support in continuing these investigations and it would be great to see the penalties get harsher and harsher. Mm, and they are. I mean, you know, like we said, we're seeing millions of millions of dollars that these companies are being fined. But maybe in some instances, it's not enough of an incentive. But there are other yeah. other incentives for for them to follow Absolutely. those rules. It's the court enforceable undertakings that are really where the rubber hits the road. I think. And yeah, even an organisation as large as a as an Uber or a Commonwealth Bank or Kmart, a few million dollars still is significant. And if you put yourself as a shareholder, you think, well, that could go as dividends. So me as a shareholder, or even if you've got it in your superannuation fund, then that's actually just throwing money off the cliff. Yeah, very much so. For consumers, if you, you know, you've opened your emails or or you've got a text and you just can't seem to unsubscribe from it, we've all been there, it's so annoying, (laughs) rather than delete it or respond to it with a stop or, or whatever the option is, what can you really do? It is really frustrating, isn't it? When you click a link, say, don't send me these again, and they keep coming. The best thing to do is, or the worst thing to do, is actually just delete it because it's not going to change the behaviour. Right, Um, okay. The best thing to do is go to the ACMA website and report it. All the details are there, acma.gov.au. The spam information is, uh, is not difficult to find on that website, believe me. There's a phone number, there's an email address, and there's also a mobile number. So if it's a text, you don't have to take a screenshot and attach it. You can just send the text to that number. So it's really easy to report it, and we really encourage everybody to report it. Yeah, so it's actually worth taking that action rather than just ignoring it and thinking, oh, this is just too hard. The easiest thing is it takes, what, half a second to delete an email, and you think, oh, problem solved. But by reporting it, it probably takes three seconds to send it to another email address. And the more of a body of evidence that the ACMA can build about this behaviour, the easier it is for them to mount these investigations and hold these companies to account. Yeah, very much so. I'll also just mention, because we spoke about gambling, there is also now BetStop, which is our national self-exclusion register, and people can block themselves from all licensed Australian online and phone gambling providers, which does include marketing messaging. So there's always that option for people. But Andrew Williams, CEO of ACAN, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks, Michaela. It's great to be here. That was Michaela Savage's chat with Andrew Williams, the CEO of ACAMP, the Australian Communications Consumer Action Network. And just to recap, if you've got spam, report it. If it's an email, just forward it to report at submit.spam.acma.gov.au. 
And if it's a text, you can flick it to 0429 That's all we've got time for today. Thanks for listening to this extra ep of The Briefing. Tom and the team will be back in your feed tomorrow at 6am. Listener.